The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. If you could learn more about spirituality and how it can work in your favor, would you be intrigued? Of course you would. It's time to get real. This is Get Real Radio with your host, James Robinson. In our show, we'll interview fascinating guests with the intent of bringing you closer to who you really want to be. Get ready for some of the most profound radio on any airwaves today. Now, here is James Robinson. Welcome, everyone, to Get Real Radio. I'm your host, James Robinson, and we have a very exciting show for you today for two reasons. One is, I'm the guest, and I know that will thrill everybody, to, because I'm going to be sharing my experience and wisdom and uh, education by trial, by fire, on something that is of interest, I think, to everyone, to all the listeners to this show and anybody else that uh, is out there, and I'm going to be talking about love and relationships. And, you know, we have to face the fact that we are social animals and we're hardwired to have relationships with each other. That's one reason why we've been able to accomplish all the things that we've been able to accomplish because of the fact that we do communicate, we do talk to each other, and and from time to time we actually can bond together and do things that uh, exceed an individual's expectations. But somewhere along the line, we all learned and we were trained, at least in our culture, that we're supposed to have a mate. And I suppose we saw that from uh, the animal kingdom. Uh, and certainly life when uh, we were you know, running away from dinosaurs was easier if you had two people sharing the burdens rather than just one. But the problem is is that a lot of us uh, are still thinking that way. In other words, it wasn't that long ago that we were bonding together and and forming relationships to survive. Um, And so we still have that DNA, and we still have that way of thinking that, that somehow there's something wrong with us if we don't have that special someone in our life, or if... We're in, uh, have a relationship or we have a connection with somebody and that's a problematic, uh, circumstance in our lives. So what I want to talk about today is what is love and how to have healthy relationships. And I think most of us are well intentioned and we want to feel love. We want to love somebody. We want to help each other, but we don't have the training, and we've been trained to be afraid rather than be strong, be nurturing, and help each other out. I wrote a book a few years ago called What is Love, and <laughs> uh, 
I, I took a lot of time to explain what I had learned through two marriages that ended in divorce and also 30 years of divorce uh, law practice where I got to see a lot of people who had uh, were going through the throes of ending their relationships. And in a way, I got to see all the reasons why relationships don't work. And, and so I wrote a book about it. It won a lot of writing awards, a lot of literary awards, and it sold about 15 copies. So <laughs> the thing is, is that I think I know a little bit about this subject, and I want to share that with you because I think some of the things that I can share will help you understand uh, how to have a loving relationship, how to have that relationship that you want, and to really be energized, empowered, and nurtured by your relationships. Now, I have two sons, and the older one just got married uh, a few weeks ago, and, and to all outside purposes, he has a dream relationship with his bride. I'm very happy for him. They get along absolutely fantastically. They're so much in love, and it's wonderful to see that. Um, and my other son, I have another son who is, uh, I would say, exploring his options. And so if you would ask them whether or not I did a good job as a parent, uh, I think they would say that I did. Not that I had any secret uh, training or knowledge or understanding about how to raise a child. The thing that uh, I concentrated on was letting them be whoever they were. In other words, I did not try to make them into a mini-me. I did not try to make them fit into any kind of mold. And I want to share that when I fell in love, they both had different mothers, and those were the two wet, uh, marriages that I spoke about. And I loved each one of those women as much as I could love them. And both of them, the relationship ended up with divorce. And so the thing is, is that I've learned a lot of things about uh, relationships, at least from a male perspective. And I actually thought that when I was getting into those relationships, that they were the one, that they were the one that I had been looking for all my life and uh, one relationship lasted for two years, and the other one lasted for almost 20. And after writing my book several years later, um, I continued to have relationships that fell short of what I wanted, and I was not able to create the relationship that I had dreamed about all my life. And while the things that I wrote about in my book are still valid, you know, I, I've learned some things since then that kind of put all that into perspective, and those are the things that I wanted to share with you today. Um, you know, one of the things that I have learned over the years is that in our culture, people just don't understand what the word love means. We all have what we, th you know, a belief or an understanding of what love is, but in many cases, especially when I was talking to my clients when they were going through divorce, and I would ask them, why did they get married in the first place? Uh, I got all kinds of answers. Uh, I, 
Either they were physically attracted, they were romantically attracted, the guy had money, or the woman was uh, from the right family, or you know they thought they could make a great match, or they thought that uh, you know God had sent that person to them. And I heard a lot of different answers that didn't have anything to do with love. And the thing that I was really amazed about was how many answers I got that were actually fear-based. In other words, they got married for reasons that arose out of fear. And what I mean by fear is that they didn't want to be alone. They had found somebody that they felt compatible with, but in order to not be alone, they thought that this person was going to make their life happy. And many relationships are based on a desire to be safe, that two are better than one. And, you know, it's more about what can that person do for me rather than what can I do for that person. And the observation that I made after listening to hundreds of people and my own experiences is that you have to really ask yourself a series of questions when you're about ready to get into a relationship. And the very first question is very fundamental, and that is, what is love? What is my understanding of what I mean when I say I love you? And a lot of people, are when they say I love you, what they really mean is, I want you to take care of me. Or they mean, I want to have a family with you, and you're going to do uh, exactly what I want you to do, and you will fit into a mold that I learned from my parents, and we're going to be happy ever ever after. Uh, Some people, when they say, I love you, they mean, you owe me, because I have blessed you with this wonderful gift of my love, and therefore, you need to pay me back or you need to take care of me, or whatever demands that a person may have on their partner, it all comes from the notion that they have to do something for me. You know, if, and the truth is that many de- relationships are actually created, and they're defined, and, they're, and most of the time they are defeated by our insecurities and fears. If, if we are not happy with, without a lover, we are not going to be happy with one. So when you say, I love you to someone, you have to be really clear about what that means because they, when they say, I love you, they may be saying something completely different. You know, if you're saying, I want you to be with me by my side, I want you to cook my meals, I want you to do everything that you, that I want you to do in order for me to be happy, they may be saying, when they say, I love you, they may be saying, I want you to support me, I want you to set me free, I want you to pay for what I want to do. And so right off the bat, you've got a complete miscommunication about what this relationship is going to be. And so this is something that you really need to get a handle on in order to know what you're getting into. 
And many people are actually brought up in families where the parents teach them and train them that if you don't do what I want, then you don't love me. And the parents will teach this to the children, and the way the children grow up thinking is if somebody doesn't act the way that that's expected or demanded, then that person does not love me, and that goes into a whole lot of psychoses that are sheer and, and sure uh, reasons that the relationship isn't going to last very long. I was born a few years ago, and I was born a, a premature baby. And I weighed about three and a half pounds when I was born. And the way that modern science back in the 50s dealt with that was they stuck you in a metal box and called an incubator. And they would keep you there for weeks until you were big enough and strong enough to survive on the outside. Now, that is probably at the time was... Uh, very forward thinking, and it kept the baby alive. But without touch, without the feeling of your mother's heartbeat, without the uh, benefits of feeling skin against skin, that creates a lack, a void that I have realized over the years that I'm trying to fill. And the void that I'm trying to fill is that when I go into a relationship with somebody, and I kid you not, I, I'm looking for somebody to breastfeed me, to wipe my ass, and to hold me close. In other words, I'm looking for a mother figure that will make everything okay. And that's a very immature way of looking at relationships. And I have to own that. I have to admit that that's what has not been working for me. So, and it's taken me a long time to realize that because, uh, you know, this is a pattern that is repeated in my relationships over and over and over again. And so I could not figure out why I couldn't find a, a person that would fit this ideal love why they were not treating me the way that I wanted them to be treated. And the, and the problem I had was that I could not understand that this was not a realistic way of having a relationship. And so one thing that I had to find in order to have healthy relationships was how to get over this and how to change my reality. And so what we'll go into after the break is I will share with you what I learned and how I turned all of this around so that I could have happy relationships, I could have nurturing relationships, and I could be the person that I wanted to be in relationship. And the good news is, if you use what I'm going to share with you after the break, you too will be able to achieve the relationships that you want. So we'll be right back. This is Get Real Radio with James Robinson. Mm-hmm. 
follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Are you ready for an Anything Goes hour-long foray into politics, pop culture, and societal tribulations? Then look no further than Between the Synapse with host Mark Tobin. Each show features nationally or internationally prominent guests discussing topics that go beyond the usual daily news, sometimes even way beyond. It's a weekly fast-paced hour that you won't want to miss. Call in to join the party. Between the Synapse airs live every Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. Museums are great places to work and wonderful places to visit. But are they essential? How can we improve our museum practice so that museums remain vital and essential players in society? Listen for Museum Life with host Carol Bossert, where each week we'll discuss timely and topical issues of concern to the museum community. Museum Life can be heard live every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Get Real Radio with James Robinson. We'd love to hear from you. Please call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to mr.jamesmedia at gmail.com. That's mr.jamesmedia at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Get Real Radio, and I'm your host, James Robinson. And we're talking about how to find the love and the relationships that you want. And one of the things that I learned through my experiences with relationships is that if you're looking for someone to save you, you'll probably find someone that wants you to do the same thing for them. And that way, you have two people expecting the other to provide what they don't have. In other words, if you're looking for somebody to fill you up with love, they probably don't have any love to fill you up with. So you have to be very clear about what you're expecting out of the relationship. If you're going into a relationship needing something or wanting something, you're probably going to attract that very same person who needs and wants something that's probably even a deeper want or a deeper need and what you've got. So, yes, you do match, but you're not being a synergistic relationship. In other words, if you're not looking to give something that you have rather than take what you need, that relationship is not going to be very healthy. To understand this better, you have to understand the relationship of perception and love. Because if you understand what you believe about love, then you've taken the first step on healing whatever needs to be healed for you to have the relationships that you want. You have to go back to when you were a child. You have to look at how your parents modeled love for you. In other words, if your parents told you that they loved you and then 
physically abused you, you're probably going to have a distorted view of what love is. If your parents said that they loved each other and argued all the time and screamed and were very unhappy in the relationship, you're also going to get a very distorted view of what love is. So the thing is, is that you, you have to let go of that training that your parents made you suffer through about love. You know, and one way to look at it is your first love coaches were your parents. And you have to look at how did they interact with you? How did they interact with each other? How did they interact with uh, people outside of the family? When you were told you were loved, how did that make you feel? And so if you felt afraid, if you felt like something bad was going to happen, then this is a basically a programming that you are going to carry through into your adult world. And so you have to be aware of that and you have to know what to do about it. The, the way to start is understanding that there are actually three kinds of love. It's what we understand love to be. There's the romantic love, which is where we see the two people on, on the silver screen in Hollywood stories or in romantic novels where they are falling in love, everything goes right, and they're the perfect match for each other. And right when they get together for that first kiss, the movie ends. What you don't see is the fighting. You don't see the disappointments. You don't see the failed expectations. And you don't see life. So the problem is, and there are a lot of myths in our culture or in ancient cultures about this kind of thing. There's Romeo and Juliet. There's Isolde and Tristan. There's Persephone and Hades. There are all kinds of these kind of myths where people come together and it's kind of magic. Someone has cast a spell on each other. And what that spell is, is actually a biological need to reproduce. And so we see somebody that in our mind will, you know, ch- you, we can check off the checklist and that's the person for you. We're, we're flooded with hormones, we're, our adrenaline levels rise, and it's all about reproduction. But when that, when that wears off, when that magic spell goes away, we're sitting there looking across at the table at somebody we don't know. The second kind of love is what I would call selfish love. And selfish love is what, when you're sitting there thinking, what can I get out of this relationship? What is it that this person has that I need? And it's basically a fill in the appropriate hole in my psyche, in my personality. You know, I I feel abandoned. I feel betrayed. I feel alone. This person is going to fix all that for me. And if you've got that kind of thinking going on, then chances are you're not going to have the kind of relationship that you want. And the third kind of love is called selfless love. In other words, you go and you meet a person and you are sitting there going, what can I do to make that person's day brighter? What can I do to show that person that there's somebody in this world that loves them?
And not in necessarily in a materialistic way, not necessarily in a uh, capture and cage way. It's like, let me be your friend. And if, some, if you are some, one of these people like me who tends to fall in love quickly, then you've probably got a belief system going on that that person is going to fill a need and is all that you want in order to be happy. So beware. If you are convinced after the first date that this person is your soulmate, then you've probably fallen into an ego trap, what I call an ego trap, that your mind is lying to you and that you found the person that you will be eternally happy with. Now, I realize that there are people in this world that it's love at first sight and that they do have happy relationships, they do have nurturing relationships, and they live all their lives without an argument or any kind of unhappiness. But I can tell you that, in my experience, those couples are very rare. And so it's much better, much healthier for us to enter into relationships thinking, you know, what can I do to make this relationship better? How can I be a loving person? What is it that I can do to improve my contribution to this relationship? And when we do that, the focus is not on what we need, but what we can give. Now, certainly in any relationship, there's going to be times when one person can help the other. One person can support the other. One person can remind the other that, you know, life isn't so bad and, you know, there, will be, there is another day. And because we're in a bad mood or because we're, times are tough, that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be that way for others forever. And so the person you're in relationship doesn't have to be your wife or husband. It doesn't have to be someone that you, that's legally or emotionally committed to you. That person can just be someone you get along with, can be your best friend, it can be a friend. It's someone that you can go to that can help you get the right kind of perspective. Because the one thing that I know I've experienced and I see a lot of times in people is our deepest, darkest fear is separation, that we are alone and that we need somebody to make it better. And that really is our what is psychologists would call our inner child, and that is not a very mature way to look at relationships. So how do you, if you're going into a relationship and you realize that, oh my God, I'm coming at this with a fear-based motive, I'm trying to make that person make me happy, I'm trying to make that person feel all my needs, and I am not happy in this relationship, how do you turn that around? Well, the first thing that you, you know, the, the question that I would ask is, how does this person make me feel? And take responsibility for that. In other words, if let's say that um, you want flowers every morning with your oatmeal. 
and your partner or the person that you want to have a relationship really is not into flowers. But they do bring you oatmeal. So how do you feel about that? And if you feel like you're, uh, you're betrayed or you're abandoned, then you have to take responsibility for the fact you're not seeing the situation for what it really is. And you are focusing on things that make you suffer. You're focusing on things that reinforces that ideal, that belief that you grew up with that love hurts or love is based on fear. So one of the things we all have to focus on, and, you know, Buddha always said, right attitude, right attitude, right attitude. And what did he mean by that? Well, what he meant by what are you thinking about in any given moment? Are you, if you're, let's say you've just met somebody and they've swept you off your feet and you're looking at that person, what are you looking at? Are you looking for signs that that person doesn't love you? Or are you looking for signs that that person is loving you with every ounce of their being? It's just not what you want. So the right attitude is simply to be grateful that that person is in your life and go from there. What is uh, another way to have a right attitude is to remember that sometimes our perspective is all screwed up and we need to reform or we have to change our perspective. There's a story uh, that they tell about the Dalai Lama, uh, who is a spiritual leader from the India, that when he gave lectures, he would allow people to come up and ask him questions. And one day he had given a lesson on love. He had given a lecture on love. And this woman walks up on stage and she's obviously very wealthy She's got lots of jewels. She's, you know, exuding success and uh, accomplishment. And she walks up to the Dalai Lama and says, Dalai Lama, Dalai Lama, I am so unhappy. My husband doesn't love me. My children don't love me. What can I do? And the Dalai Lama looked at her and said, change your mind. And what he meant by that is you're not looking at the right thing. You're focused on what you're not getting rather than being grateful for what you are getting. And, you know, we have this idolized notion, or a lot of us have idolized uh, notion of what a relationship can be that we got from books, we got from Hollywood, we got from our neighbors and our classmates and everybody else. That's not the way it works in that, there, it can happen. I'll be the first to admit that. The problem is that a lot of times we think that every relationship should be fairy tale. We think every relationship should have a prince who comes in and kisses a princess and they lo- live happily ever after. The problem with it is that we've probably missed out on the most fundamental step of all. And what we're going to talk about after we come back is what 
that most fundamental step is. And the good news is that if we apply that fundamental step to everything that we have in our life, you will be able to have a loving and joyful relationship with others. You will be able to have fun and accomplishment and satisfaction in everything that you do. So we'll be taking a break and be right back. And stay tuned because we've got some wonderful advice on how to have that life that you want. This is Get Real Radio, and I'm James Robinson. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Tired of lackluster results with your marketing? Craving more leads in your business? Tune into the Mojo Marketing Edge with the team behind Mojo Global Marketing, Ira Rosen and Corey Michael Sanchez. Winners of the Marketer of the Year, they will show you how to generate daily leads, build databases of raving fans, and close deals faster than ever before. See what's hot right now and how you can tap into it to generate an endless supply of customers and clients. The Mojo Marketing Edge can be heard every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you learned how to play the money game? There are all kinds of rules when it comes to money. Should I spend it now or save it for the ultimate rainy day? If I make a tiny mistake now, will it really affect everything in the long term? For the answers, tune in to Cultivate Your Financial Health with Wayne Firebaugh. You'll come away from each show with a better understanding of the rules of money and how it sets up your future. Listen Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time with a replay Saturdays at 7 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Get Real Radio with James Robinson. We'd love to hear from you. Please call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to mr.jamesmedia at gmail.com. That's mr.jamesmedia at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Get Real Radio. I'm your host, James Robinson. And in this segment, I'm going to give you some practical tips on how to have that loving relationship uh, that you want in all areas and all facets of your life. And it comes down to this. The question is, do you love yourself? And many times I've done workshops, I've sat at the feet of great teachers, and spiritual leaders, and they always say you have to love yourself. And the problem with that is if you don't know what love is, then you're lost. And many times when people say you've got to love yourself, they don't give you any practical tips on what that is. And that's what I want to do right now. And 
loving yourself does not require hot baths with candles and frequent massages, although for many people that is a way to start a nurturing relationship with yourself. Loving yourself means how do you feel about yourself and what's happening in your life? Do you feel depressed? Do you feel like you're missing something? Do you feel like there's something that you need in order to be happy? That's a clear signal that you do not love yourself or you don't know how to love yourself. Because if you want to have a loving relationship with somebody, you have to start with yourself. And that means being happy with yourself. There's a lot of times when in any relationship, things seem to fall apart, but then they come back together. This is life. This is organic growth because when you grow, you are able to do away with the things that didn't work in the past, and you're able to create new things that will make your love stronger, that will make your life more joyful. And one of the things that I find that is missing most often in people's relationship with themselves and with each other is patience. People are not patient with themselves. They criticize themselves because they haven't reached a certain position in life or they're not getting what they want or they're not... Uh, realizing what they thought they would uh, achieve by some certain date. They set deadlines for themselves. And when that deadline is not met, that means that they're doing something wrong. That is a programming that we have been given by our society. And it's a way to control our minds. So what we have to do is let go of that programming. How do you do that? Well, what you have to do is remember, remind yourself that above all, be patient. And given enough time, everything changes. If you're aware of something that you need to change in your life, that's all you have to do. Because once you're aware of something, it will automatically change simply because you're aware of it. If you're aware of the fact that you're in a relationship that makes you sad or makes you depressed or makes you angry, then you have to be aware of the fact that there's, that's something that you're doing. That's what we call the problem on your side of the street. And so you have to look for ways to change that. And probably one of the most powerful ways that you can change the, your reality is to be grateful. You can be grateful for all of the good things that you see in your life. You can be grateful for all the things that you don't like in your life because that motivates you in order into a more understanding, a more loving, a more compassionate place. And one thing I have noticed in all of my life, both in my relationships with my children and with the population at large, is if, if I can be patient, then relationships heal over time. That's really the way that we're all hardwired, is if we are patient and grateful, 
our lives will change. And I'll give you an example of that in that both of my sons were holy terrors when they were teenagers. They were both diagnosed with behavioral disorders, and I had to have both of them taken to a uh, place in the wilderness where they were taught how to behave and to be grateful and survival tips. And, you know, these were kind of like timeout camps where they were put into survival situations and they were retrained on how to think about their life and uh, what they can do. And I was having constant problems with them. They were misbehaving. They were causing me a lot of uh, pain and suffering, and I didn't know what to do. But one thing I instinctively knew how to do was just do the best I could, give them the training that I could give them, and hope for the best. And just recently, I've had talks with both of them about their experiences during that period of time, and they both were sincerely grateful that I did not give up on them, that I was patient enough that they could change and be allowed to go through whatever they had to go through in order to be who they wanted to be. And that's a secret, I think, that you have to remember in relationship is that when you're in a relationship and you're not getting everything that you want, be happy with what you're getting and realize that as you change, the relationship will change. It doesn't matter if the other person will change. What matters is, are you being the best person that you can be, and are you being the most loving person that you can be? The thing that I find a lot of people, a trap that people are falling into is this soulmate issue. I don't, not only do I want a relationship with somebody special, but I want to find my soulmate. And I think that that is kind of a trap that we've fallen into because what a lot of people really want is somebody that will take care of them, that will do everything that they want for them, that will provide for them, and make their life genuinely happy. I think that if, if we're only looking for soulmates, oftentimes we overlook the person that is there for us, that supports us, that can love us, and eventually grow perhaps into that person that we're looking for. I can tell you dozens of stories about people who were so happy about the fact that they had found their soulmate. And two years, three years, five years later, they were divorced and wondering what had hit them. And again, the thing is, we have to be patient. And we have to be grateful and we have to look at what is it that we're doing that's causing the problems in the relationship. One of the things that uh, we have some questions here that have come in that I wanted to answer. Um, And the first one is, what's the one thing people can do to improve their relationships both with themselves and others? And again, I I come back to this notion that in any relationship, you're going to get the you're going to get out of the relationship what you put into it. And what that means is, if you put patience into your relationship, 
and you love that person and are willing to accept that person exactly as they are, then that's what you're going to receive on the other end. Because a lot of times we are examples of how to be. And sometimes we're examples of how not to be. So we have to look at our behavior first. We have to look at what are our feelings in any given moment first. We have to look at, well, what did I say in the moment that might not have been the most loving thing in that moment? And when we're looking at how we can improve ourselves, that instantly translates into a better relationship. It's almost magic the way that if we acknowledge the fact that perhaps we did not do the best we could do, and because we were afraid, we can start to work on that fear. And we can start removing that fear from our lives and start learning how to trust and be patient and be loving. You know, certainly we have to look after ourselves. We certainly have to uh, be aware of whether or not we are realizing what we need in order to be happy. And if we're in a relationship that's abusive, if we're in a relationship where the other person is simply not growing or is stuck and there's we've tried and we've tried and we've tried and nothing is happening, you know, sometimes you just have to say, the most loving thing that I can do for this person is to leave. And, you know, those things will happen from time to time. And you have to stand up for yourself. A lot of times we are get into relationships where we're the doormat. And we think that we have to be a doormat to please the other person. And in my experience is that doormats just get angry. And they have problems in that relationship because they don't stick up for themselves. And if they don't stick up for themselves, if they don't communicate what it is they need out of the relationship or want out of the relationship, then that's never going to happen. So please, please be aware of the fact that I'm not trying to tell you to accept somebody's inappropriate behavior. What I am suggesting is that if you're patient and kind and loving and they respond to that, then you're in the right relationship. If they don't respond to that and they abuse you, that's a clear signal you're not in the right relationship and you should take steps to protect yourself. Another uh, question is, what about karma? And how do you advise people to uh, have, what is it, that there is about challenging relationships that may be caused by karma. And karma is such a difficult concept for a lot of people to understand, mainly because it's a simple concept in theory, but a lot of times it's misconstrued or used to manipulate other people. In other words, what is karma? Karma is the concept that whatever we do has consequences. And whatever we're experiencing right now is the consequence of something that was done, thought, or said earlier in our life. It doesn't mean that necessarily that we're working on a past life. 
You know, some people believe that everything that's happening to us now has been caused is something that happened in a past life. That may or may not be true. The thing is, is that certainly the things that we're uh, experiencing right now very probably is a result of beliefs and mental habits that we have formed in this lifetime. This may have been something that is triggered by our parents and our ancestors and the way we were taught to believe, and that certainly would be karma. But I would not get so hung up on the fact that I was a nun in a prior life and I was mistreated, and that's why people are mistreating me now. I think it has more to do with what is happening to me right now. Be clear about that. Be honest about that and take responsibility for our part in that. And then the way that we change that, the way that we change that whole karmic wheel, that whole karmic cycle, is instead of reacting in fear or reacting in kind, ask ourselves, what is the loving, most loving thing uh, that I can do in this moment? The answer will come to you. If people, once again, if you are not experiencing a healthy relationship, you need to ask yourself, is the most loving thing for me to stay in this and find the truth, or is the most loving thing to leave? And if you're experiencing a relationship that is traumatic, however, you feel like there's something that's there to be saved, sit down with that person and ask them, what are you afraid of? And get some honest answers. If they're not willing to do that, if they're not willing to open up, if they're not willing to share with you, then that's a pretty clear signal that you should get out of the relationship. The one thing is, one question is, how do you love somebody? What is it that is love and and how do we go about that? Because there are many times in my life is I didn't know what the loving thing to do is. I have, you know, all I can do is give you a checklist of things that you can look at and see if you're being um, honest with yourself and you're being loving. And, and this is probably one of the most important questions that you can ask yourself is how do I love? How, what am I doing that's loving? And some of the things would be open, my, open your heart. In other words, share. Try to be understanding. Know that everybody has a bad day. And don't be so concerned about whether you're getting everything you need at any one moment. Share what you have. Share your support. Share your words of love. Share your encouragement. Be there for that person. Sometimes all they really want is a hug. And share your material wealth, certainly. Share everything you have. When you're going into a committed relationship, it's no longer this is mine and this is yours. You have to share what you have. The, second, the next thing is have fun. Laugh often. Be gentle. Forgive instantly and... Be there for yourself. The, the thing that I find that most people, again, is this idea of a, being a doormat. That's not how you have a loving relationship. You have to love yourself first, and that means 
Be authentic. Be there for yourself. Be strong for yourself. Have courage and be willing to share your feelings. That's the only way your relationship will grow. The second thing is that you have to listen. You have to be respectful. Give that person your time and as much support as you can. That doesn't mean that you have to be somebody's mother or father or uh, do things for them. But what it does mean is be respectful and listen. Sometimes people will sit there and vent and vent and vent, and all you have to do is listen. You don't have to give them encouragement. You don't have to give them advice. They just want somebody to love. They just want somebody to listen, and that's all they really want. You know, I'm, um, unfortunately, we're out of time. I have about four more hours of things that I could tell you that I've experienced that made a difference in, in my relationships. But I can tell you that one of the most important things that anybody can do for another human being is to tell them that you love them and to be kind, to be patient, listen, and to be you. Thank you, everyone, for your questions. I've really enjoyed this show. I know it's been helpful because it certainly has helped me. If you have any questions or want to follow up with me, uh, my uh, email address is mr.jamesmedia at gmail.com. Please write me, and I will definitely answer. So have a great day, everybody. Love, love, love. Have fun. And remember that something wonderful is going to happen to you today. This is James Robinson with Get Real Radio. Thank you again for tuning in to Get Real Radio with James Robinson. Please join us again next Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. This week... Open up your heart and look inside your spiritual self. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 